Hey, it's Neville here. And today I want to talk to you about what to look for in an email editor. Have you ever tried to pick out an email service and you're not really sure which one there are? I mean, you can go around and see that there's Aweber, and then there's MailChimp, and then there's ConvertKit, and there's SendFox, and there's Keep, then there's Infusionsoft, then there's Klaviyo. There's so many. So which one do you pick? Well, I'm gonna talk about the top six things that I've personally found for myself to pick an email editor, and it might actually be a different service for you. I also wanna talk about the things that you should not get too attracted or attached to. For example, a lot of these email services boast that they'll have 1,700 different email templates for you to pick from. Well, guess what? The one that you're gonna pick pretty much every time is a plain white blank email template. So who cares if they have 1,700 different templates? It just doesn't matter. So here are the top six things that I personally think matter. And this is having used every single email service out there. I've just noticed my own trends and also different companies I've worked with with the trends that they use. And here are the top six things that really, really matter. So number one is basic email sending. Can you compose emails in a format that you like? Number two is basic tagging of emails and customers. Number three, embedding signup forms that can deliver a product or a file. Number four, basic image editing, not advanced. Number five, basic analytics. And number six, a way to keep your list clean that doesn't charge you for duplicate email addresses. So number one is basic email sending. Just remember, whenever you buy one of these services, they have all sorts of features and stuff. But the one thing that you're gonna use 99% of the time is their basic email editor. That means you're gonna type stuff into their basic email editor and it needs to be really easy to use. You need to be able to insert headings, paragraphs, images. They basically all do that. I personally like the email editor on ConvertKit and I actually really liked the email editor on Infusionsoft even though I moved away from them. It's basically just like a block editor where you can drag in blocks of text, images, stuff like that. You wanna make sure that the editor is not too complex. If you're trying to type in there and you're already confused by it, that's probably a bad sign. And also what happens is as you make a really long email, sometimes if you have a really clunky editor, it'll like just move stuff around and stuff won't line up. You don't want that. You want a nice, clean editing experience. So for whatever you're about to sign up for, make sure that you go try sign up for a trial and then see if you can make a test email and that's really easy and intuitive just to type in their little visual editor. That's all. Number two is basic tagging. All these email services have all sorts of features, but the one that you probably will use a decent amount is tagging. So for example, let's say I'm sending out a sale for copywriting course and I wanna see who opened it. Well, I just wanna say that anyone who clicks an email, they can instantly just be tagged as interested in copywriting course. That's it. Some of these services make it really, really difficult to set up the logic to do basic tagging. So all you need to make sure is that it has tagging enabled and all of the services in the recent years have started adding, adding tagging as a feature and it's been very, very helpful. A quick example of how I used this recently, we did this cohort-based class called Sell While You Sleep. And for every single promotion, we automatically tagged anyone that clicked any of the links in those promotions that we sent. And that way, over time, we built up this list of several thousand customers who were interested or so we thought were potentially interested because they clicked something in the next cohort-based class that we run for Sell While You Sleep. So it was really interesting that we kind of built up an audience that we know is sort of at least remotely interested in that class. And that was all done through just basic tagging, nothing advanced, just basic tagging. 
Number three is being able to embed a signup form and preferably a signup form that can deliver a file. Okay, so this is really important because a lot of times you write a long post. Let's say I say how to become a copywriter. And at the end, I'll say, download this post for your own files. Now, if you have a service that's very difficult to use, you'll have to set up a bunch of logic to tell it to go, if they click over here and they sign up their email to send them through this list and then send them this email, it gets to be really hard. So technically a lot of these services can do it, but something like ConvertKit, SendFox, they're kind of designed with creators in mind that they know that you're trying to get their email address and usually send them something like a PDF or a link to a document. So, so long as you can embed an easy signup form and then have it do something after, just something simple like send them a follow-up email, that's all you need. Because that is a feature that is very useful, very profitable, and you'll probably use it all the time. And if you have to set up a bunch of rules and stuff for this action to happen, it's probably just not gonna happen. Number four is basic image editing. Okay, I say basic because I remember a while ago when I was on Fusionsoft, they added this really, really amazing image editor. I mean, you could do everything that you could do on Photoshop, but the problem was, how often do you do that? So what I noticed was whenever I used the image editor, I only used two things basically, maybe three things. It was basically cropping a photo a little bit, right? I drop in a photo and be like, oh, there's too much white space. So I click edit, I'd crop it. I'd often draw on it. So like I draw arrows or use their little arrow tool to highlight something. That's it. So those are really the only three features I've used. So now when I use something like ConvertKit, they have a very basic email editor that you can use to edit images right from within the email. So I can basically draw stuff, put a line about, do basic filtering and cropping. That's all you need to do. And if your image editor doesn't have that, I would just try to find a new one because I actually use that feature all the time. It seems like a small deal, but I think it's a big deal in my case anyways. I use a lot of images. And like I said, if you don't use images, maybe this doesn't even apply to you. Number five is basic analytics. Can you just open up a dashboard and see like, are your numbers going up? Are they going down? What's happening? How much, how many, um, how much open rate did your last couple of emails get? You basically need a little bit of a reporting dashboard like that. And I remember this was a problem I had with Infusionsoft for a while that it had all the reporting, but the way it laid it out, I mean, you had to be like a data science major to even figure it out. And so it was very annoying and I couldn't check my numbers very easily without like going into it and keeping our own spreadsheet. It was a whole deal. So most of these services have some pretty basic analytics you can use nowadays. So you probably are okay. But if you are out there looking at some obscure email service and there's no place to check your data analytics in one place, like is your email list growing or shrinking? Like what is it? Then I would say stay clear because you do need some basic analytics and you will look at those all the time. Number six. This is a way to keep your list clean. Now here's the dirty little secret. As you start growing bigger and bigger and bigger, your email list keeps getting bigger and bigger, but what you don't realize is sometimes those are fake email addresses. Sometimes they just are inactive. Someone gets fired from their job, no one has that email service. So what a lot of these email services will do is they'll slyly, you know, just between you and me, they won't delete any of these email addresses, but you're paying by the number of email addresses you had. So previously I was with an email service and we had hundreds of thousands of emails and a lot of them were not active and we had no idea. There was just really no way that it was telling you that, oh, these are all inactive or these are spam traps or these are honeypot email addresses. It wouldn't tell you that. So you keep paying this large fee for a bunch of email addresses you don't even use. And the other thing about keeping your list clean is duplicates. I can't believe 
how often some of these email services will just allow a duplicate person to sign up and not even see in the database, oh, it's the exact same email address, give me a break. So there are little tricks like that, some of them play, where they don't remove duplicates and they don't help you find uh, spam and remove bad email addresses. So I would make sure that if you are engaging with an email service, that you make sure that there's some way that they help you keep your list clean. Because look, me and you are content creators. We're just trying to make emails. It's not my job to go figure out how to identify spam traps everywhere, right? That's the email services company. That's their job. That's what I'm paying them to do. So you need to make sure that there's some way, something like ConvertKit that doesn't charge you for duplicate emails and it knows how to automatically handle those. So you're not paying for more than you need. So anyways, those are my six tips on what to look for in an email editor. I have sent out hundreds of millions of emails cumulatively, and I've also done it for myself, for companies I'm involved with, for companies I advise, and companies I've consulted for. So this is hundreds of different companies. And I've noticed that these six email habits are the same ones that everyone uses. So let's recap that again. Number one is basic email sending and composing. Is it easy for you? If it's difficult, don't do it. If it's easy, great. Number two is basic tagging. Can you just tag customers if they click something? Can you tag them and make a little segment if you want? That's all you need to do. Just basic tagging, number two. Number three is embedding signup forms that can deliver a product or an email. So you just need to be able to copy and paste an embed code and deliver product, that's it. Number four, basic image editing from right within the editor. Number five, have a basic analytics dashboard. And number six, an easy way to help keep your list clean and a service that doesn't charge you for duplicate email addresses. So those are my top things on what to look for in an email editor. Now, let me talk about what some people think they need, but don't really. So advanced segmentation. So a lot of people will call me and they're just starting a business and they're like, hey, I need, I need an email service. What has the best advanced segmentation? And I'm like, wait a second. If you start segmenting your list, that means you have to make different sequences and different emails for all these different segments of the list. So instead of having one email list, now you have four or five. I will tell you right off the bat, if you don't have 100,000 subscribers, you probably don't need advanced list segmentation. And most of the big companies I know out there don't even need list segmentation that much. So even something like AppSumo with hundreds of thousands, million plus subscribers doesn't need very advanced segmentation for the list. It's kind of a myth to think that you need segmentation if you have a big list. A lot of them don't even need that. The exception is something like a travel company. So if you have people that are in Europe or United States only, yeah, their travel needs are going to be very, very different. Maybe the languages will be different. In that case, you need something like Klaviyo that will do advanced list segmentation. But for the most part, almost every business does not need it. You need basic list tagging and segmentation. That's it. That's all. The other thing I've noticed that you don't really need is a lot of these email services have added page builders. Now, I gotta admit, I have used the page builders a little bit and they're starting to get better, but what happens is a lot of these software companies try to add on something that they're not very good at. And so their page builders are kind of crappy, like they're not the greatest thing in the world. You could use it as like a basic signup page, but if for a full sales page, I've never seen any of these email services even hold a candle to something like lead pages where you, or Divi, like the WordPress theme, where you can make a long sales page. So a lot of these email services, they will have some basic page builder where you can capture emails and stuff, and they're good for that. But for making long sales pages, I've honestly never seen any of them do a really, really great job. So if you think that you're going to be using that feature all the time for your sales pages, 
I will encourage you to try it out first on one of their free trials and see if you can make a full sales page. Because in my experience, there's a lot of little things that advanced page builders like lead pages handle really well, like spacing and mobile formatting and stuff that these email services just have not hit the nail on the head, at least as of yet. So I would say that those two things are the things that a lot of people think they're gonna use but don't really do. And my third one, like I said before, is email templates. In reality, my friend, you probably just need a blank white email template and that's it. In fact, if you use very heavy templates, oftentimes Gmail will clip your message because the HTML is longer than about 140K, so kilobytes. So your email template is not allowed to be heavy. So that's why I always use a blank white email template and that way it can send really, really long emails. So anyways, from all my experience, those are the six most common things and a couple of the things you don't need for an email sending service. So like I said before, it's basic email sending, basic tagging, embedding signup forms, basic image editing, basic analytics, and a way to keep your list clean. If an email service has all of that, my friend, go ahead and do it. I hope this helps. I hope you learned from my experience. And if you want to chat about this a little bit more or need some personalized help with your own recommendation, well, come chat with me. You know how to do that? You go to thecopywritingcourse.com and sign up and you get access to our community where I'm in every single day and a bunch of other advanced copywriters and we help each other on our businesses and we actually rewrite stuff and go over all these tech things and we actually talk week, week to week, every week on office hours directly to me. So if you wanna ask a question, come hop on board. If not, I hope you enjoyed this video and I will talk to you later.